Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day. Have your tickets delivered straight to your phone and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. I've used SeatGeek to get into WWE shows uh, many, many times. Now, sometimes they pay for them, but still, it's it's much easier to deal with SeatGeek than to deal with Will Call. Uh, if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone, daddy. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app, or go to SeatGeek.com. The Mass Man Show is also brought to you by BetDSI.com. The NFL season is here, and if you're ready, I know that I am, you better check out BetDSI.com. Make a few little uh, little internet wagers. So check out BetDSI. That's BetDSI.com. They got a special beginning of the season deal. It's a free $25 to try the service when you use our code BSPN25. That's BSPN25. Uh, BetDSI also offers 100% bonus on your first deposit. They have NFL fantasy matchups and player versus player wagers. Uh, and there's tons of stuff you can bet on. NFL, NASCAR, F1, UFC, even Trump v. Clinton, the fight of the cinch. Uh, you can play virtually every sport at BetDSI.com. So go there, use the code BSPN25 for a free 25 bucks to try the service. Uh, yeah, so it's BetDSI.com. So enter the code BSPN25. Get on it right now. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. It is a beautiful Wednesday morning uh, here in Los Angeles, California, and I am joined by the two biggest marks I know. Number one, to my right, back in L.A., the voice of the voiceless. Uh, the, the co-host king, of the co-hostless. The, the king of sad style himself, Dan St. Germain. <laughs> How are you doing, it's man? It's great to be here, Dave. You know, I'm here on my own merit. I don't have a famous girlfriend like some co-hosts we know. You oh, know? my gosh. So uh, I was got- I, I'm, I'm glad to be back on the show. I was traveling. Uh, I, I, this is the best wrestling podcast, but let's be face it. You guys need me here. And... Uh, and you know I'm here to deliver. Shot, shot across the bow. That's really, uh, <laughs> really an unexpected way to start the show. And also Sam Donsky of TheRinger.com. What's up, guys? Your I'm, microphone is way far away from your face. I met Dan today, so it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Well, oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, flattery will get it's you a, everywhere. Yeah. That's a. It was a big markout moment for. <laughs> For Donsky, the uh, so anyway, we got a we, we have a action pack. We had an action packed weekend of wrestling and wrestling adjacent uh, content. The number one thing on everybody's mind, despite the fact there that there was a SmackDown pay per view this weekend, and you know a lot of NFL football, uh, was CM Punk losing at UFC two hundred three in borderline comical fashion would that be a way would that be an appropriate way to put it i mean let me tell you it's gonna be a great way to end the 30 for 30 (laughs) (laughs) let's say that it is gonna be it is that was it was pretty tragic i like that the it was it's rare that a brutal defeat in sports cannot have crying jordan as its dominant meme but this loss just every meme was triple h with a smile yeah and that was like, it was. I mean, I, I think that like, 
Because there's been so many wrestlers being like, hey, he did it. But I think we really need to focus on how embarrassing that was. It really yeah. was. It really was one of the... I mean, like, and, and I, I think I would have been okay with it. And I was telling this to David if he didn't have that. And I'm a huge CM Punk, Mark. But if he didn't have that corny-ass speech afterwards where yeah. he told people to believe in their dream, Just be like, hey, man, I fucked up. I was t I, I should not have done this. You know, like, I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, credit to everybody in the UFC. Credit to Mickey Gall, who now I'm like a Mickey Gall fan. Even sure, like, oh, me too. He's basically like a bad guy from Karate Kid. But... Great song, great song. Yeah, so... I, he, I, he looks exactly like Josh Brolin from The Goonies. I tweeted it that oh night on God, The Ringer. Oh, my God, he does. Um, yeah, so I was watching uh, I was watching at a sports bar with, with uh, you know, sometimes co-host of my dear friend Steve Kazee. I don't want to I don't want to get in your head too much there dan but um i don't know who you're referring to steve was as, as excited as anybody i can ever i've ever if, if he steve was the most excited person in the world to see cm punk lose and he, his and his anxiety was coming out of the, the the possibility that cm punk might make a good showing for himself um that didn't turn out to be a problem i guess everybody here has probably seen it everybody listening but if you haven't it was um the match lasted just over two minutes, but it was Mickey Gall called the time even. Really? It was over in ten he seconds. Said first but round. yeah, that's what it was. It was two. He called two minutes. No, he didn't say what they said. Was he said I, I, I listened to an interview. He was like, they're like, he's like, I'll get him out in the first round. He goes in the first minute. He goes probably not the first minute, but you know, like I'll get him out in the first round. Yeah, it was two, just like, so it was over two minutes, but it was over in in fifteen seconds. I mean, Punk. They sort of charged each other, and then Punk got taken down, and that was the end. It was I mean, over. It was, just, it was over once he got taken down. Punk had a man. Punk had a an all time stat line. It was just the goose eggs, and it was it was it was pretty shocking. And listen, I, I don't I know I was making a lot of jokes on the Ringer account, and you know at, at Punk's expense, and and um, I don't have any problem with Punk either. I love the dude, and I and I and I and I wish that he would you know I, I hoped that he would have a better showing. Whoa. But you got to But like 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 you were saying about the the post match speech. I, you gotta hope that, like, if you were ever in that position, you could take some jokes. You know, like that was—it was a silly situation. I mean, well, he should not have. Like, yeah, he sounded like a lame after-school speech. Do you think? I mean, obviously, that was it was what it was. Do you think he would do it all over again, knowing the result? I think he may now, just to be like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, I'm not do it twice. I mean, go back. You go back in time and say, "Okay, you're gonna lose embarrassingly in yeah, two minutes." Uh, you think he does it over again? I I don't know. May I may I don't I think that he's if he knew that maybe not, but I, I don't think he's a guy to be like, "No, I'll just train differently." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's a. I mean, listen, he's got to have not a knock on him. He's got to have an incredible amount of. Uh, of self-confidence ego to like have even taken this on in the first place so whether or not he would it's so crazy when you think about it on yeah. it's so crazy well listen me. it's not crazy to take they the, the the word was that he got half a million dollars for showing up base yeah uh and presumably he'll get a little bit more in like a and like a, a lot buy rate bonus uh but these wrestling loons online who are comparing his loss to brock lesnar's loss at ufc no. i'm like first brock lesnar was a serious serious college athlete like one of the best wrestlers in well, the world yeah we, he chuck, Minden, chuck mendenhall wrote a couple of pieces about the fight for us uh on the ringer.com one yeah. pre-match but he he ran down every you know professional athlete that had made the crossover into ufc well professional athlete loosely defined the green power ranger was in there too but uh but yeah and it, and and the the success rate absent brock lesnar is incredibly low Abs except for brock lesnar and a couple of guys who just got in really young former football players or right. wrestlers but, who got in really young but 
Oh, I mean, the other thing is that, that like, I feel like I, not that I was paying that close of attention during his two, two years of training, but I sort of vaguely feel like we were presented with the idea that he was slightly more experienced than he had. Like, it's sort of information kept creeping in over as time elapsed over the last two years that he really was doing this all for the first time. Like, he hadn't. Well, aren't the guys who run UFC kind of criminals? Like, there's a lot of allegate. Like, I, it doesn't surprise you me. You mean that in they, real life or for yeah, putting punk in, real, in the ring? Well, I know, but that's what I mean. It just seems kind of in character. Like, these are people who like ban journalists, like they're Putin. You know, I mean, that did happen. This isn't. Uh, this is. Of course, they're going to lie and they're going to work people. And, you well, know. no, I think they were actually more upfront. I mean, I think it was only at the very beginning when there was a lot. Just that's there was a mean. cloud of yeah, misinformation, yeah. and Punk had been training jujitsu in his spare time for some for a year or two or for more i, I have no idea i mean but there's a but there's you know you can go you can you can roll I, into a gracie you, gym and like pay them to you know it's it's an it's a workout it's not necessarily right. training yeah. for the ufc he would have done a lot um he would have done a lot of favors to himself he had just kind of more he had owned that more after yeah see the biggest well, he my, started to at the very end at the he, press he was like yeah you could tell he was pivoting into like underdog underdog yeah underdog my biggest problem with the with the post-match speech was not its cloyingness uh but it's but the fact that like he omitted his actual life story like he did follow his dreams and succeed and and accomplish everything he could have <laughs> dreamed of he was the wwe champion like he did it all but the the what happened now was the pivot at the age of 36 to a different dream that involves your, you know, well, wait till he signs with the Blackhawks next week. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is, yeah. I, I joked, I joked on Sunday that the, uh, the, or on Saturday that that Michael Jordan's baseball career is the biggest winner of this situation because he looks like, <laughs> I mean, he just looks like Babe Ruth compared to CM Punk in the Octagon. Um, so, what are you doing with your leftover jokes? Are you saving him for the second Punk fight? Or? Yeah, exactly. I had a bunch of Punk jokes. I mean, why didn't they just do a? He should have done a Strike Force like Herschel Walker did. Well, he got, got paid a lot of money. Yeah, paid, yeah, he paid a lot of money. What do you? I mean, I don't know what the points are but i imagine he'll do pre i mean i imagine so the here's my are... wonder here's my wonder that doesn't make sense but here's what i was wondering too like he had to put a camp together for two years it's not cheap that's not like he can't i, I don't he think also he, he also he, according to the documentaries on or the the ufc documentaries yeah he installed like all of the workout yeah. equipment in his chicago home i bet like, you he in the broke basement even. there's like i really bet you he broke even like because a two-year camp oh, yeah, with these with the best well, trainers he wasn't yeah i don't know i mean it was i don't know how much you pay just to show to be like no. a high level student at a gym it's not like they're the full he they're his only attention but it yeah i don't crazy. think it's a lock that he profited at all, but I think that's why he had yeah. the UFC. I mean, with the he's, got, he's got a lot of money. If so, he broke even, that's okay. On a scale, you have to follow his dreams. On a scale of one to ten, his second dreams. How much did you mark out for Cult of Personality? It was really great. That was the big. That was definitely the highlight not, of the night. I just watched the clips because I was uh, uh, at a wedding. Turns out, I still have was, a personal life. It was uh, <laughs> after all these years. You say that you say that with such uh, with uh, with uh, such ego. There, there's right? been uh, no. I mean, no. I mean, there's been debate whether or not I've had a personal life for five years. I was more proving the doubters wrong. This is you guys. Everybody listening, to this tweet in, and, and if you want to hear more about Dan's personal life, if not, you can just listen to his other four podcasts, which are only about his personal life. The uh, um, 
yeah, I, I, we uh, back on GP. We used to talk about our personal lives, and uh, people seem to like it. So. Um, yeah, when when I was, That's I was the most alien way of describing yeah. that. Some people enjoy our other activities. Yeah, that is that's how my brain works. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. When when he was uh, when he was when the when the match before Punk's ended, everybody online was wondering whether or not he would come out to cult of personality. It was like fantasy booking, and then the fantasy booking came true. Everybody just went nuts when the music hit. And then the match was over. All of my, I had like literally had like twelve jokes that I just didn't get to tweet because the match was. I was so wrapped up in the my anxiety, but also just like the the near doom. I mean, the the impending doom of the entire fight that I tweeted very little during it. Well, I feel like part of the reason that cult of personality. I mean, it's just iconic for a lot of reasons. But part of the reason it was so cool was that during the run up to the fight, Punk had been so kind of withholding you know like he wasn't you kind of imagine in sort of fantasy booking the run-up so, to this fight that he'd be cutting promos and i mean he's kind of like very like you know withholding throughout well, the, the one process thing is he didn't shake the guy's hand right he That's ran true. he had a jog past and didn't shake his hand he also in his public workout which is sort of you know a, a, a common ufc thing from the boxing world where you like yeah. do a little workout for cameras he was wearing the old roddy piper t-shirt just like the, the one with just the panther head on it that was the yeah. first indication that he hadn't totally turned his back on the wrestling world. But, but it was just a nice little, like, like getting any sort of nod to that kind what, of wanting to be a showman. What I would is, love someone to do, and I'm, this, is a, this is a public call out to everybody listening to this, take that UFC, I, you're gonna, it's going to get taken down a million times, so don't even put it up, just email it to me. <laughs> take that UFC fight and, and overlay Jesse the Body Ventura or Bobby the Brain Heenan making excuses for CM Punk the entire time. <laughs> and I will send you, uh, what do you want? I'll send you a ringer t-shirt that I'll sign. That doesn't, that's meaningless, but, I'll, uh, but I will do that. The, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it was just a crazy night. But the, of course, the one thing coming out of it, we've spent enough time talking about the fight. The thing coming out of it, immediately everybody was asking was, Okay, CM Punk's done in the UFC. We know now that he's maybe, maybe not done in the UFC, but... Uh, I think he's done, right? Wait, I mean, Dana White Dana, was like, I don't think his next fight. He might fight. not be... He might fight again, but he's done, right? He's done. He's yeah, done. I think there's more, of a, there's more of a Friday night, you know, UFC live sort of future if he's going to keep fighting for the company. Although, I'll tell you, as a, as a very, very regular viewer of the UFC product, they're... There are times where it feels like they're spread really thin, and there are some guys that are that fight on their like Friday night live shows that seem to have about as much business being in a in a you know octagon as CM Punk. But don't you agree that like like the UFC is now bigger? Like this should be that should have been a strike force fight. Like the UFC has now gotten to the with people like I, Connor and Nate Diaz and Ronda that they've gotten to the point where this is beneath them. They still are in the business of star making. And it's very and, and when someone like CM Punk becomes like yeah. hand delivered to you, it's hard for them to turn it down if he's gonna act like he's taking it seriously. Well, especially because well, now Mickey Gall right, is a name. That's because the star of it. is right. They made Mickey Gall now for I think that with I mean, to me the biggest the most interesting thing about the McGregor Diaz fight was that it was sort of like it was out of the weight class. It was out of I mean, it was it was not for a title. And it was the biggest fight they've ever had, especially if you look at it in terms of fans being interested in both people in the match and like, you know, right. like just the attention that it got. Um, and, and it almost seems like UFC, I don't think they need to leave the weight classes behind, but it's like pro wrestling where like the one big grudge match is more important, can be more important than the title matches. Yeah, the heavy If they invested more in just you know, on paper, people the heavy... that hate each other, like fighting in a way that they can agree on. 
that that would be good for UFC. And I almost feel like Punk fits into that. Like, we don't need to get into, like, celebrity boxing quite, but... If there were, if it like punk right back is available, yeah, I've punk, said that versus, punk versus the green power ranger is now a fight that I'm more interested in because punk might win, you know, like there's there, if there was I a sort of so. celebrity division or, you know, Joe Rogan is so mad that CM Punk is in the UFC. Maybe <laughs> Joe Rogan goes and beats Who do you think CM wins, Punk. Joe I mean, Rogan or CM Punk? I think Joe Rogan wins. I mean, I don't know the weight situation, but I hear Rogan's a beast. I hear that from like a he's lot a of legit like, beast. Like I heard that from a lot of people okay. who actually know this know the sport. Let's reflect on the fact that we're debating in earnest the guy who fought last weekend versus the announcer. Well, Joe Rogan's no, a bit. Okay, I, maybe Joe no, Rogan gets like Eddie Bravo to fight in this place, like an old school wrestling manager. Like, yeah, he's been training for longer than Punk though. I've, really, I've yeah. got Rogan. Yeah, I've got Rogan. Um, he has a sensory deprivation tank in his fucking house. Yeah. Only super Punk might have, have one too, shit. man. He put in the hot, wa- the, the hot and cold baths in his basement. But okay, so Punk is gone. Punk may or may not be gone from UFC. But the first question on everybody's minds when. Uh, when the fight was over, was does you know does this mean Punk's headed back to pro wrestling? Now, WWE is obviously what people think of when they say pro wrestling, but I think there's a real path to him, you know, fighting, taking a couple of fights in Japan and Why making not? three million more dollars. You know, I mean, there's CM Punk. I mean, yeah, but how do you like? Here's a, I think uh, on top of that question, I was like, I was thinking of my car alone in, in a Seven Eleven parking lot. Uh, was like, how do you? <laughs> Mark, like now he can't be the, like when he comes back, if he comes back to WWE, let's say, you know, it starts raining cats and dogs, he comes back to WWE. You can't market him as the, uh, I'm the avenging guy anymore because he just failed on a bigger stage. So he has to almost come back as an underdog. Like he has to come back with people laughing in his face, right? Because of this, like even in Japan, they've got to be like, why the, you're here because you failed somewhere else. It's the clearest I failed somewhere else transition. I, it's not like Jordan. It, this is, no, I, no, I, too, you're, yeah. you're, I think you're right, but you're, but it's also, I mean, wrestling fans are utterly I mean, you, they might say that in the in the lead up, but as soon as that music hits, as soon yeah. as he comes back, I think all is forgiven and we're just excited. Yeah, you think so? But I think that like wrestling fans, there's something in our head that still thinks that Undertaker can beat up everybody. And once that, once you take, once you realize that Oz isn't a big face but an old broken man, it kind of takes the mystique away from the performance. Are you talking about Oz from from the Wizard of Oz yeah, or, from no, the, or the or no, the Kevin Nash gimmick? No, Kevin Nash, the Kevin <laughs> Nash Oz gimmick. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, about. it's also a broken old man. Now. <laughs> if Triple sorry, H, Kevin. if Triple H is cutting a smug promo on Raw and cult of personality hits. I'm not going to be thinking about the Mickey Gall fight. If yes, if Triple H goes to the ring at the next pay per view or whenever he decides to make his appearance, right. standing there with Kevin Owens and he says, "I'm the one that brought indie wrestling to WWE. <laughs> this is my champion." And cult of personality hits. That is the greatest moment ever. The um, but okay, so I mean, I guess it's a minor question. If he never comes back to WWE, CM Punk, how excited are you for like a New Japan fight that you can catch on pay per view over here? That'd be that'd be excited, excited, but it's a big step down for me. And excitement, I just yeah the, the yeah what okay so let's let's and I, that's no you know, I think not it's funnier like because he he had mentioned this on uh on on that Jesus Christ I apologize I don't know what the fuck just happened there um, what I'm sorry it's um it's my valet uh, I uh, <laughs> that's the that's the noise that your phone makes yeah no it was an alarm uh-huh. what's not what's not go into this uh, but, uh, <laughs> what the hell was I saying 
Oh, God, it was a bit, we were talking about Japan. Punk in Japan. I mean, it's exciting, but it's. I mean, what I want to see is punk back, back in, in WWE. WWE with all the burned bridges and on being unburned. And yeah. so, okay, I, let's let's take this one step back further before we get off the subject altogether and talk about burning bridges more broadly. Uh, there's a you know coming and going from WWE is just is part of the life cycle of yep. the pro wrestling world. Right. By the way, uh, so, Ryback's second match confirmed against the Heavenly Bodies, guys. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know Ryback's tour schedule. Really? Yeah. Is he actually wrestling the Heavenly Bodies? Him and another guy are wrestling the Heavenly Bodies. What is his first match? Uh, Some guy I've never heard of. So Ryback, who who news news came out this week, (laughs) is legally changing his name to Ryback. There was a lot of Ultimate Warrior comparisons with Ryback when he was you know at the beginning of his run, and now he's just fulfilling his destiny. He's just gonna make like some YouTube videos. He's gonna make a really trash comic book called Ryback, and then change his name to 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 Ryback. I have an Ultimate Warrior comic book. Yeah, that was. I mean, I'm a big comic book guy, and that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) So Ryback is Ryback is gone. uh, I guess working the Indies and and. uh, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, I, I loved Ryback. I don't. I can't say that I miss him that much. He's, he was a little bit of a, a showstopper in the bad way when he would when he was on TV, but he could be very entertaining. But we also have all this ongoing news of Del Rio, who is now officially leaving the WWE and ha- holding press conferences in like a in like a Tijuana Hooters. I don't really know what's going <laughs> on, and uh, and his uh, reputed uh, girlfriend Paige, uh, who is who hired some lawyers to deal with her suspension or potentially getting out of her contract. Now there's word that she's worked, that she's back on the schedule as of the 17th or whenever her suspension's up. But, you know, who knows if that means she's back on, you know, really in the spotlight or if she's just going to lie down for Nia Jax and, you know, shuffle out the door to be with Alberto. Uh, for a wind down with Del Rio, am I right? Oh, Hey-oh. man. Yikes. Uh, yeah, get your, and, and prepare your, like, rib tattoo jokes, too, because there's a lot <laughs> a lot of the story. But anyway, there's, you know, the, there's also Cody Rhodes, who I talked about last week, seeing him at Bola. Oh, he did a great match. Oh, he's so good. And, uh... Who? What else is happening? I mean, I guess on the flip side, we have Kurt Angle never ending, uh, never stopping to talk about a potential WWE return. I feel WWE like he's return. in the same shoot interview room, and they just cycle in new, <laughs> it's new it, interviewers each time. It's like every day on WrestleZone, there's a new fucking Kurt Angle shoot interview. Totally like, true. Does he just live there? Like, what's going on? It's like he's. It's just one of those media tours that you that, that like Tom Hanks does before every movie, where they just cycle <laughs> in different shoot interview cameras or whatever. And... Angle's actually in Sully, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, he, he makes. He makes a really good case like you listen to enough of those interviews and he starts making like a really good case for like you listen to like 20 minutes of Krangle and you're like yeah so what he dies in the ring it's fine just like one match and <laughs> you're just kind of like all in on like yeah, doesn't matter. like oh yeah he's on 120 percocets a day yeah that's a normal thing to do I'm not sure if it's le- more or less dangerous than CM Punk getting in the octagon at this point like looking at the way that that match went I mean he's kind of he's lucky that he that he it tapped. is crazy you know like at- to think about it, like how with how bad he got beaten, he can take a hit. Yeah, that's one thing about him. He can maybe if there was a way for him just to get punched in the face every pay per view. <laughs> yeah, take, take some shredding elbows from Brock. Oh, oh my god! So like WWE fans, can we all agree that there's no grudges held if if Punk ever came back? Zero. The opposite of a grudge. Dan, I can't I can't uh, comment at this juncture. They I'm like Paul Ryan with still. Trump. Here's the thing. Del Rio left, and he left under very odd circumstances. Uh, when he came back to, you people know, went, as, as a surprise, like crazy. people went nuts. And part of it was, I think, not just, I mean, it was that the, the, we, we mark out for every surprise return, and that was actually a surprise. Um, 
But we also, it was the fact that he left under circumstances that made it seem like he would never be back, right? I mean, that was what, yeah. that was what, why, why it was so shocking. So does it help? Like, are we going to mark out more for Del Rio's next return than for Cody Rhodes' return? Because Cody seems to be on good terms with the company? Except the fact the company's actually trying to trademark the last name Rhodes and won't let him wrestle with it. Ugh, that's that's some real, like come, that's some WWE. If you're listening, that's some real scumbag shit. You can't yeah. bronze a statue of the guy's dad and then take his fucking name away. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I feel like Cody's done pretty well for himself. That he has like, I mean, it could have gone the other way. You know, these things easily when you leave, you really can be out of sight, out of mind. But he, I think, this is pretty much Cody's best case scenario is what's been happening right now that if he came back right now i think i mean it's only been a few months if that i think if cody comes back right now he's elevated already in yeah. these few months i would say yeah wait a couple of years i, I mean, wouldn't the guy's come back so, right now but. the guy's a winner man the guy's every angle he did in wwe was great he's got a, a smoking hot wife who seems like like kind of like a fun person she got she but, was there at both at, at both nights of bola that i was at as his personal ring announcer and got one of the biggest pops I mean, each night there's no guarantee though when you start doing like you know bola and the indies and etc that you're gonna you know phase out of wrestling that wwe style match that you're going to put on you know four star match i mean there's no guarantee at all yeah right so he i mean yeah it would be it would be a weird move to come back uh just from like a personal freedom standpoint but i guess that's what everybody comes back and they're hoping for a brock contract and and you just might get it who knows um so i guess if it's like i mean on some level maybe wwe is is trying to is putting out this trying to trademark the roads name thing they could be working us for all we know you know make it look like there's a little bit more distance between parties half of this page stuff could be a work for all we know i mean she's gonna come back has people, cody done tna huh has cody done tna no, I heard he's going. Oh, I was going to say, if he does TNA, then it's not. Well, maybe like that's why they're doing. That's why WWE is filing. Doing but all he's this got like that sweet Matt Hardy um, deal. Deal. Matt Hardy's got a cool deal where he can kind of do Ring of Honor and TNA. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the road stuff is certainly coming from because they, you know, just they still want to screw over TNA more than anybody else. But listen, I mean, if if. If my, you know, vague theory is correct and that like the worst terms that you lead on, the more fans are going to be happy for you to come back, then like even if Paige isn't leaving they're then this they're, they're working us in the exact right way. Right. Like yep. that we think that she's on terrible terms. If she comes back and actually gets pushed, that'll help her. Cody will all will feel so bad for him for the lawsuit. We'll pop for him. Who knows about Del Rio? He's done it a couple of times, but CM Punk has got to be the top of the yeah. raw. I mean, he'll, he'll be the biggest star in the world if like, he comes back, even if he lost. Blurring all possible lines, this is Paige's best angle in years, right? Like, yeah. this is the best storyline she's been since involved AJ, in. Yeah, yeah, since, yeah. No, no, Charlotte was pretty good. It just, I mean, it, I know. So it, 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 there wasn't enough, it, it didn't give get enough room to breathe. Thank all you. right. Uh, let's move on to the other big event of the weekend. Again, pretending NFL football didn't happen. Um, this is a rough. It, it was it was a rough Sunday to try to pay a whole lot of attention to pro wrestling. Coming off of the weird CM Punk event the night before, and then a full day of the the first full day of NFL football, we all got to take a little break in the evening um, and watch Backlash, um, which was. Let me give my capsule review. There was a lot of good stuff on Backlash. I think I texted Steve right afterwards. There was a lot of matches on there that I enjoyed. There was a lot of content that I enjoyed. There was not a moment during the show where I was like, thank God I'm watching this live right now. Um, 
And I think that's, you know, the difficulty that the WWE is going to have in their two pay-per-views a month schedule, especially as it pertains to SmackDown. They did the biggest thing that a, a month and a half ago, the, putting the putting the world title on AJ Styles, spoiler alert, I guess, was like the biggest thing they could have possibly done. And now in uh, post-brand split, where the world title is, has been diminished and where SmackDown is sort of tr- already being uh, conveyed as a B-show, it felt like a lot less than that. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, talk, talk, about, talk about the main event. And the main, it was an incredibly good match, but talk about it for you guys. And what, what, was your, what was your takeaway from that big ending? My, my takeaway was that Dean, who I, I, I love, did not, even though he was up to the task and you know, put on his end of a good match, even though you know, AJ carried him a little i think um he just did not seem to be at the level of champion enough to make aj winning seem like a big deal which is disappointing to me um because i thought he's had sort of he's been up and down on smackdown live but he i thought that this was he's had a since SummerSlam, he's had a bad few weeks and i just thought that dean seemed a little too weak of a champion to kind of i, I kind can of buy into that what was your takeaway dan well I, I just thought of something where you know i said this to you we watched the pay-per-view together sunday night uh at the chateau marmont um uh, or whatever that was. <laughs> the chateau my buddy blake <laughs> great guy by the way shout out to blake uh i uh i i think that like dean ambrose would have been a terrific attitude era wrestler like the best match that he's had this year was against Triple H on that like Great MSG match. live show Great because they both wrestled that like brawling big storytelling but AJ's st- like he's still like uh I mean he's he's kind of an innovator in the ring and I don't I, you know and Cena has this amazing ability where Cena is able to kind of mesh with whatever style and Dean doesn't have that so I think that that's a that's kind of that's what was uh, ru- rubbing against me wrong, but that you know, I, you know, a lot of it. I, I think I've heard from even listening to you a lot is is where is it going? And the next night, the opening segment of SmackDown completely paid everything off, so yeah. I can't get. I mean, well, if if anybody hasn't watched SmackDown yet, we're gonna spoil the hell out of it right now because it's it's impossible to uh, it's impossible to really judge Sunday uh, in storyline terms without talking about SmackDown. I will 100%. say, I will say. Going into it, I I, I said to, uh, numerous times that they really needed to do something big at Backlash because the, they they risked SmackDown pay per views becoming skippable, and I'm not sure that they 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 got to that bar. Uh, although putting the belt on AJ on paper seems like a huge deal. And Heath Slater and Rhino, that was a big deal. And Becky Lynch, they're all pretty big. big you had to really. Fans. I think I my, I think my concern was you had to you had to be already the sort of fan who's never going to miss a SmackDown pay-per-view to have bought into the women's title, the new women's and tag titles being meaningful. I, yeah. I, I loved both those matches and, and, and the, sure. Heath Slater, the Heath tag Slater storyline cool. is maybe the most successful storyline that WWE has had in the past year. I mean, and this is including <laughs> things that we like went crazy for. I got a shirt. I got kids. That's yeah. I mean, shirt. it's, it's so, it was just, I mean, part, let me just, let me just qualify that. It was successful because it was like a capsule storyline, right? Like it was able to happen in a very kind of minor fashion and then build up to this sort of semi-minor, semi-major minor, you know, middle ground moment that we were all very, that was, that felt very rewarding, but it didn't have, it didn't carry with it the weight of a title match. If they had shotgunned them into the main event, it would have failed, you know, but 
it was a very, very good story on its own terms. Yeah. I just think that, like, I mean, when when Randy Orton was was uh, when it was announced that Randy Orton would probably miss the show with concussions left over from Brock Lesnar elbowing his head, presumably. Shocker. Yeah. Um, the uh, I mean, I just looked at the card and I was just like, "What? There's no more matches." You know. Here's what have been would have been such an easy fix for them. Same thing that happened where Orton distracts and Bray Wyatt lost, but you do it with Shelton Benjamin. Perfect. Well, Shelton's you know, hurt, but yeah. Oh, I mean, he is? Yeah, no. he, he, I don't right, think he's going to make it. But do it with anybody. You could do it with Samoa Joe. You do it with, I, I mean, there are like so many ways to pop the crowd. I, so I, I don't know. Like, obviously, I've, I've, uh, confession, I've never given anyone an RKO before, but, um, <laughs> uh, with concussion protocol, I'm, I don't really understand how, so we couldn't work, but I mean, that's not. A risk-free endeavor, like no. coming in do, for a run in, performing an RKO. An RKO performing right? an RKO seems to be as problematic as yeah. just about anything also, else. Eric that. Rowan beat him up the next night. Yeah, so maybe so maybe the, maybe the of, news is out. I mean, maybe the news is off. Maybe he's not that hurt. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's another. You know, maybe it's a, a more minor injury, and I just, and we just haven't seen the news. But um, yeah, it was that was definitely a, it was definitely a weird turn of events in that match. Now, listen, I don't want to sound like I'm dogging the whole show because. Uh, uh, because in retrospect, the title match was really good, and it was really good. Mini rant right here: AJ Styles has had incredible matches with everybody he's gotten in the ring with, but don't we should not be using this as an excuse to let or as a means of like, you know, belittling what his opponents are doing. There are a lot of there are a lot of wrestlers, Randy Orton included, whose entire you know career is or is based on being in the ring with the right person, right? I mean, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, it, the, when you when you look at the history of wrestlers who have had four or five star matches it is almost entirely about matchups the fact that aj styles is the greatest you know dance partner anybody could have does not diminish what his the guys in there are doing with him no i mean this that cena st- SummerSlam match is one of the greatest matches i've ever seen yeah right. it's, and it's and that and it's and it's a tribute to cena even if Cena's not doing that as frequently as aj is for sure but this was for me a step <laughs> two steps down from the cena match and also a step down from the rain series for me I liked yeah, it. I, I, I mean, I, you're right. I mean, there, there, you could make a case. I, I really, really enjoyed this match on second watch, and I, and I, and I would, I would put it up there. But I would have to go back and watch those to really make really a good. bold argument. It was really the, good. Yeah. Uh, and then the the IC match was incredibly good. And I, you know, we sort of talked about this, or I did leading up to it, that these two guys wanted to, you know, certainly they're buddies, and they, they, you know, when when friends get in the ring, they want to make each other look good. And when they're talented, like these two guys. I mean, I, it really was incredible. This was not a five-star work rate match, but there were definitely parts of it where I looked over at you, Dan, and I was just like, "Did they were they watching PWG tapes? Like, yeah. it's, like there was, it seemed like they were out there with not just with the purpose of making each other look good, but of sort of like taking both of their careers to another level. Well, again, that's another one where it paid off. Like, and this is where I think give a lot of credit to the SmackDown creative team. Where on SmackDown, if if you looked at the segments, that match then leads up to the promo uh, on SmackDown, yeah. then leads up to them taking out Miz taking out everybody's favorite jobber. It was like a nice little a thousand, arc. a thousand percent. And like if you take a step back, and again, sorry, switching, kind of jumping for a second, but to SmackDown last night, and it just struck me watching Miz is in the main event with Cena and Ambrose and Styles, and it didn't seem like a stretch to me. No, that was, it made that sense. Was no. And that's that's all them because if that happened a month ago, I'm like, what's Miz doing here? I mean, I, I love Miz. That was my I, number one note coming out of SmackDown was he, when he came out. 
It was Lo love James Ellsworth. I hope that is that's his name, right? The jobber who it's close enough. I yeah. Think. yeah, he really um, does look like he's working at a gas station. Oh my God. If James, if you're listening to this, you have an open invitation to come take Dan St. Germain's role as my co-host on the show. <laughs> uh, but, but like when Miz came out, I, it felt 100 percent right. It was just it was absolutely perfect. And he and AJ had that little had the a very old school, you know, heel chemistry of like, we're going to work together for the, for the force, you know, for the, for the, uh, for evil to, to succeed in this match. But like, they're not necessarily buddies. And then, you know, to take it all the way to the full spoiler, the show closing with, uh, with Ambrose attacking Cena. Um, I mean, going off what you were saying about Ambrose is sort of like, uh, if he run over the past couple of weeks, this is the best possible thing that he could have done, you know? Best possible. Cena and Ambrose, yeah. I always thought, have, like, a really good chemistry together. Would have, would have one. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's a, that's a good... Um, yeah. And both, both of them are Attitude Era adjacent, to, yeah. to go back to that old, that old terminology. But, yeah, I mean, it's, they, they definitely have a good chemistry on the mic. And, and, you know, when we've seen them in the ring, they... they do okay. I mean, it's got a, they both have some sort of cartoony tendencies, but I'm excited about that, about them being at odds. I, I think that that's a, that's a step in and the right direction. We had a Cena for triple threat match with AJ Styles. I mean, yeah. how great was that Cena Rollins Lesnar one from Royal Rumble, you know, a year and a half ago? Absolutely. Ago. I feel like for WWE style, triple threat is like the peak. Yeah. It just works yeah. for WWE style. I, like triple threat matches are better we keep yeah. every time they have I mean, they've had so many over i mean they, over the past six months or so and every time they're great i saw when i went to the house show out here right after i moved to la it was reigns rollins and aj i think that's right and a triple threat How was it it was exceptional i mean it was just really one of my it was just like one of the best matches i'd seen live in forever because you know i mean house shows have just have a different vibe but i i loved it and you're able to do a sort of you're able to this makes all it's almost counterintuitive you're able to tell an in-ring story in a way with a triple threat match uh that you aren't in a one-on-one -on -one match because we're so programmed now to hate on baby faces that yeah. the only way to really get yourself to, to for the pavlovian like I, yep. i'm cheering for the underdog baby face thing to kick in is when they're being double teamed and so you're and so like roman reigns entered that match to a chorus of booze from like the markiest crowd ever, which is, you know, bad, not a good look. But then by the end, we were all cheering for him because he had two, you know, irritating heels that were going at him. It is kind of it is kind of crazy, like, that Reigns is able to, um, by every time he does it, like, it builds up to a big spot in this match, people cheer. You know, like, and I don't know how he does that because people then immediately hate him after the yeah. pin and before it. I still think he's a terrible face. Well, but. But yeah, Reigns is born for a triple threat. Yeah, he's yeah. That's a that's the 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 most salient point we could take out of this whole conversation. Roman Reigns born for the triple threat. Maybe the more people in the ring with Roman Reigns, the better uh, he looks. But that's he's a very he's a very potent professional wrestler. Like he's yeah. got he's got a lot of good things going for him. He just is uh you know like we we just demand a sort of work rate or we meaning like the level of wrestling nerd that is sitting in this room with me right now i mean i, I don't consider myself one but yeah sure yeah you're you yeah if you're booing roman reigns you're <laughs> you're on that list um, if, I, if i know ryback's second independent match i need to ask how many people if you guys know listen to that stone cold podcast because everyone seemed to know what Cena was talking about when he made that reference. If you're going to a SmackDown live taping, you listen you? to the Stone Cold podcast. I guess. Yeah. I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're, I don't know if I, if I'm totally on board with that, but yeah, it's totally, I mean, it's a, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, the Stone Cold podcast is very, is a lot of people listen to that. I was impressed. It's not quite at the Mass Man Show numbers, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, of course, you know, um, I, I feel like, uh, Stone Cold's like a, you know, Bret Hart shits on everybody, but Stone Cold doesn't like, he's pretty measured in who he shits on. So I think like when he goes after somebody, people actually listen, opposing to Bret Hart where it's like, oh, grandma's cranky again, you know? I mean, yeah. I guess it was on the network, but it struck me as like the reaction was like as though it was canon. Like he, yeah, right. Like as though it was a promo that happened or something. Yeah, no, no. I think I think the Stone Cold. I think in 2016, the network Steve, the the network sure. Stone Cold sure, sure, podcasts sure. are canon. Just like uh, talking smack now is like canon. I mean, it's basically along the same lines. I'm guessing the Stone Cold podcasts get yeah. better, get get better, do better numbers. That, that's or all credit to Renee Young, right? For talking smack. That's or Daniel Bryan, I think. I mean, Renee, Renee, Bryan, Renee certainly. Like Renee is the greatest. You know non-wrestling on-screen talent yeah well not out, out of the rings talent that wwe has had since like gene okerlander you know whatever it's or like wow. bobby heenan on yeah. bobby heenan and in the announce booth like it's crazy i feel like renee is gonna get poached I, i've I definitely heard things in that direction from people who would know so anyway her uh her significant other is uh is you know now former wwe champion we'll we'll see how that Papa goes Shango. Oh. yes uh listen so I think the, the the takeaway from Backlash was uh, it was really good when yeah. you take into account SmackDown. I'm not sure that w, like it was not must watch when there was football on another channel. It's hard to make the case that that pay per view was must watch, and I think that's something that WWE is going to be dealing with in a general way going forward with two pay per views a month and competing against football for the foreseeable future. Um, and I just don't think that uh, I, I think that the right move maybe is to is to accept that fact you know i mean yeah, i don't not want beating pay- football huh they're not beating football no i mean and if they're gonna it may, may and maybe you do, you put it on you know you do like they did during the monday night wars where you or where you put on or they've done recently during nfl games where you put on your big moments during halftime or when you know that nobody is watching you know you flip over and everybody can flip over when they hear something big's about to happen let's just do it let's bring back halftime heat here's what i halftime think halftime heat is Once the best the- example i mean they, they should just say they should just have like half da- uh, halftime Half down, halftime schmas or something where you know that someone's going to run in and do something shocking during every every Monday night football halftime. If they had no show, obviously they won't do this. No show for whatever it's called. I think No Mercy. And just at halftime of that week's Sunday night football game, it was Cena, Styles, and Ambrose. Yeah, you that would be electric for for whatever reason. It would feel like and just spend the rest of the time on the studio shows. I mean, it's got to. Yeah. They they spend way too much time. With, uh, on, for five hours a week of must, I mean, plus two more, three more for a pay per view. I mean, every other week now is, is what is what is that? Seven hours? No, eight hours. Of, I don't even know. Of, it's yeah, too eight much. hours of must watch. Eight out, eight plus hours of must watch TV. They should just be spending more time in the studio. You know, just like move us around a little bit. Well, maybe what they should do when when the 49ers cut Kaepernick, they should sign Kaepernick that Monday night. Have him come over, get some maybe viewers that way. Then have him like join Rusev, and they we both need to, we need to update we need to update the real athlete WWE talent yeah, rankings. We need like, a Pac Man Jones yep. that worked out great for TNA. I mean, listen, Mickey Gall might be the biggest here, might be the, the number one wrestler in WWE too. If oh my god, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Before we start talking about Raw, I got to tell you about uh, my my favorite sponsor. I got to be biased here. WWE 2K17. 
Alright guys, get ready to be taken to Suplex City, courtesy of WWE 2K17. They're back once again as the defending champion of wrestling video games, and they got the best cover superstar in the world, Brock Lesnar. WWE 2K17 features amazing graphics and gameplay, as well as a gigantic roster featuring all the stars of the today, of yesterday, uh, even, you know, way back further than I was even alive. WWE 2K17 lets you create wrestlers. You can make yourself into a wrestler. Lots of people have sent me screen grabs of me as a pro wrestler. I know it's uh, it's it's really hard to put glasses on a bald guy and a, and a black t-shirt and make him a wrestler, but I appreciate everybody that sent me that stuff. It is fun to play yourself, though, uh, to go out there and, and, you know, beat the hell out of Kevin Owens or John Cena or, you know, whoever you want. Hulk Hogan, maybe. Who knows? Um, but definitely check out WWE 2K17. They have a new promo engine that lets you bring the drama and personality of WWE superstars to life in my career and universe modes. Um, and, uh, and and you can make your character, bring your characters up through the ranks as they go through NXT, up to WWE, and become a Hall of Famer. You can do the whole career thing, man. And it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I've, I've actually played it myself. Um, they have a star-studded soundtrack produced by P. Diddy. And if you pre-order right now, you get a very special uh, bonus playable character Bill Goldberg, everybody's favorite WCW superstar, uh, with two different versions, one from WCW, one from WWE, and uh, and two WCW arenas to go along with it. For more information on everything WWE 2K17, go to WWE.2K.com. WWE 2K17 hits the shelves on October 11th, but pre-order it now for Goldberg and, you know, just to be awesome. The Mask Man Show is also brought to you this week by Blue Apron. You know, with Blue Apron, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients taste better and are better for you, so it's, imp- it's important to know where your food comes from. Uh, the answer, Blue Apron. I personally cook with Blue Apron and love getting great meals delivered straight to my house. Every week, I'm always excited to try new foods I'd never previously think to make. Uh, they have partnerships, Blue Apron does, with over 150 local farms, fisher- fisheries, and ranchers across the U.S., uh, so you know the seafood is sourced sustainably, beef is raised humanely, and they even use regenerative farming practices for their produce. I'm sure you guys are very interested in sustainability. Uh, Blue Apron is the answer. Some meals available in September are paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn, spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy, and sesame ginger cucumber salad. All delicious sounding things and delicious tasting things. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash masked. That's M-A-S-K-E-D. You'll love how good it feels, how good it tastes. The tasting is probably more important. To create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait a second. Go to blueapron.com slash masked. Blue Apron, it's a better way to cook. Yeah. Um, all right. Listen, we got to we got to wrap up the uh, is there, so let's let's touch on raw really quickly. I will. We can segue to raw this way. We've had our first free agent or, or wrestler jump ship from one show and go to another show this week. Um, Electric pop. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack I, I Swagger. That happened, I was like, wah, wah. Yeah, Jack, that's his new, Jack Swagger's new ring entrance. Should, ring, ring music should just be the uh, sad trombone. The sound of Cesaro's, <laughs> yeah. of Cesaro's hand hitting his forehead. Uh, Jack Swagger lost to Jinder Mahal on Raw, then showed up on SmackDown. Jinder Mahal, what the hell was that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, I think it, was, it was part of this It was this a story funny, line. like, McMahon, I really think it was like him being like, what, a, what if a Muslim came in peace? He's not a Muslim, ah, right? Ah. 
That's what they built it. He was dressed all in black as like the ISIS sort of garb, right? Oh, man. And I, then they had the whole like, I come in peace thing. I really think McMahon was just like, uh, he doesn't care if he's Indian or not. You know, he's just brown to Vince. Uh, I, again, no comment on that. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, is there anything from, is, I mean, Raw is, uh, Raw has been really great in in the in the main event you know in the in the main event scene um kevin owens uh, whole i mean lengthy just joking run as champ has been has been really sort of reaffirming in a lot of ways but uh and there were any number of wonderful um pictures and videos being passed around twitter on on sunday night after aj won the belt because like aj and and kevin owens have like fought at so many indie promotions and like what i mean they're both yeah. it's it is well, a real it is evidence of a whole new generation and it's also i mean a i think a, era, i think a, a good reflection on how well a champ is doing i mean it's just been a week or two is sort of a does the kind of rising tide lift all boats situation and owens as champ has it's elevated Jericho and it's elevated Sammy and I think that uh, it's put Rollins in a good position and it's had Roman be in an interesting spot for a couple weeks until he goes back to KO KO might be the only guy and I I mean honestly KO might be the only guy who who can have a one we were talking about Roman being made for the three way a KO Roman one on one match is a match that every wrestling fan would stop to watch because of the level of Owens magnetism agreed agree um, you don't like Ron's uh, keeping the laugh, Sam. This is your hot take of the week. This is my my pet peeve. Is I think they are overthinking it by a lot. I think that they probably are under the impression that WWE is overthinking the face slash not face turn yeah, of Seth Rollins. I think that they are hesitant. He's been a heel for so long, and the sort of cackle works for him, and that kind of persona works for him. I think that they're hesitant to so severely you know take a left turn into rollins as the you know white meat baby face uh, um and i think they're wrong i agree i like wand i was like i when he like dropped like during the foley rollins interaction he oh, was wait, like Nick Foley. Oh, he's so good. Like, he's what so ha- good. like when he first came back, I was like, this is the worst possible use of McFoley. Damn you, WWE. The, w- the fact that he's just been able to be serious. He hasn't tried to be funny, which is yeah. great. We've, you, you forget how good, you know, that Kane Dewey promo, like his promos, when he's serious, there's nobody that can beat him. I mean, him and CM Punk have the best I'm serious promos. Out yeah. of anybody, like when Foley he, is makes things so important. Well, it's almost right. He when he's like Rollins was. It's it's weird because Rollins was doing the uh, kind of in between cackly, like what is this, and then Foley snapped on him when he I get questioned his integrity, I think, or something like that, and Foley just sort of went in and gave. He's got this, this like really ang- serious like dad's angry thing, yeah, which yes. is like really scary. And it works because of the beard and because of his size. Like normally I'm a, normally I'm anti-authority <laughs> figures that are bigger than the wrestlers because yeah. it's just I mean it just sort of it hits my the weird dinosaur parts of my brain in a weird way. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean he but he's been really but really he, good. But yeah, because and, 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 I think it's because you know Seth Rollins could kick his ass so. It's 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 like it's, okay. it's like Gorilla Monsoon getting pissed off at Stone Cold. He may be bigger, Sergeant Slaughter, yeah. but it's, it's still not going to mean anything. Sure, I think I think that's right. I mean, for, so, so 
full credit to Foley. Um, she was amazing. And also with the, the, I mean, when he came down to the ring in the main event and and told Seth that they had to go have a talk in the back, again, great dad vibe there. But also, I wasn't sure, like, he was doing it in a sort of nuanced way. I, very, very I was, much so. It seemed like he was mad at Seth. I liked the way that Seth sort of, like, did what he said but but laughed it off. I mean, it was a good, I mean, throughout the night, that's sort of been Seth's interaction with him, and it, and it works really well, cackling aside. Uh, but... Also, like, I wasn't entirely convinced that Foley wasn't Team Rollins. Like, wasn't, like, that wasn't the plan. Like, there was a little bit of, there's just enough nuance there where he said, like, I asked you to do one thing and now we got to talk. He didn't say, you broke, you did, he didn't say, I, correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't say, you did what I, you did what I told you not to do. 100%. That, I think that's what they were going for. And I think yeah. that's why they purposely did not have a fully, Rollins in Rollins interaction after after that yeah. right well we also had to end with the with uh and we'll 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 close out on this but we had, they had to end with the reboot of the uh of the Reigns Rusev feud um yeah which I, I I think that again this is a good feud for these two and I and I don't it's mind elevating watching this Rusev for yeah, sure I think that my I think that my uh my only my only feeling of of you know letdown at the end of the match was one that as we as we discussed earlier Roman Reigns is made for the three way. That sounds wrong. Uh, <laughs> he really is though. It's, I think if, Ro- he was, if Roman Reigns was an indie wrestler, he'd be sitting on the side of the ring at half at like the intermission selling just like I'm a three way guy T shirts, uh, and everybody would buy them. That guy's um, definitely had a couple three ways. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, but like. It he looks the, like a Brazzers porn star. I've always said that. Yeah, <laughs> Sam. Sam is just Sam's like checking out of the show. Uh, Sam is like the guy who's like who's just feeling so uncomfortable at one of Dan's like stand-up routines that Dan just has to go after him at some point. The, uh, no, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Mark. Um, so anyway, it was that it was that we love Roman in these in triple threat matches, and also that we've gotten to the point now where whenever someone has said like it seems like anytime they have a stipulation that someone might get that. that a main event match might become a triple threat it always becomes a triple threat yeah and so that was a little bit of a letdown on that front just in the fact that like i think that that would have been i I think that was the match that we were all the ending we were all expecting to happen and rusev running in wasn't necessarily a step a a better ending well i i thought it was it was one of the few times where they really got the little things right in the long-term logic of an angle right they like after that raw match when triple h uh screwed over seth and and won it for owens the logical match is um owens rollins right and yet you know reigns also got screwed and so they didn't just forget about reigns you have rusev attack reigns the next night and then you go right into rusev reigns and reigns just miraculously isn't annoyed that he got screwed you had you closed off that loop where you gave reigns his match and then you had rusev ruined that match and i think that it's like the little things make a big difference and i thought that was really good yeah i think that's totally right my only I, you're, let's uh let's get out of here then we've talked enough about wrestling and enough about cm punk can we uh, do plugs can i do a couple plugs 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be in October. I'm going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin at the Skyline Comedy Club. Uh, now now I've become like actually serious because I'm trying to get money. Uh, I'm going to be the Comedy great. Castle in Royal Oak, uh, Michigan. And the weekend after that, I also uh, host the Not Safe and My Dumb Friends podcast. And uh, check me out on Twitter, DS Germain, Instagram. i got a website, dancehjermain.net. A lot of videos up there. Things are happening, guys. <laughs> I, don't know. Those were, I didn't understand and, uh, any of those my, words. Uh, I think I'm on This Is Not Happening this season, so did you, shoot did, that out. Uh, you should start doing your plugs for future shows in like Rick Rude style, like Ladies of Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Ladies of Madison, Wisconsin. Oh man, that would that would that would really give me. But then you have to start giving us. Uh, you have to start calling all the men of Madison like you know out of shape slobs. I'm trying to think of like what would be the most heel thing. I'd have to get somebody's wife's picture on my crotch. Yeah, I think you could do that. Yeah, I could definitely. Do I that. feel like airbrushing technology has come a long way. Uh, <laughs> Sam, do you got any plugs? Oh god, uh the ringer.com t h e r i n g e r dot c o m Good. Good yeah. job. Well, going back. You gave up on the plug like halfway through. Like, ah, forget it. Fuck it. What's your, you guys tw- what's your Twitter handle? Everybody can find you. Uh d- dance remix d a n Dance C-E. Remix. You can I figure that out. Right now. Speaking, a- speaking of airbrushing, by the way, before we get out of here, uh, you can follow me at David Shoemaker. Um, I'm on there very occasionally now with this job that I have. But the uh, speaking of airbrushing, there was a great little bit on, on Jericho's podcast with Kevin Owens this week. Was it this week? that uh, Where he talked about how when he showed up to the Performance Center, I think he and... He and uh, Finn showed up at the same time, and Owens was like, Owens had like a, you know, a singlet that prepared to wrestle in. He was like, I'm a WWE wrestler. I can't wear my shorts and t-shirts anymore. And uh, and Enzo Amore walks over, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, it's my WWE outfit. And he's like, no, put on your shorts and your t-shirt. And uh, and Owens didn't have a t-shirt. He had like a pair of shorts, and then like said he had a Guns N' Roses t-shirt or something, turned it inside out, and got Finn's uh, white grease paint and wrote Fight on it. And that's like really? that's his first like NXT promo was like just like he changed outfits because of Enzo at the last minute. And Enzo also in the same like interaction told Finn to put his grease paint on like Finn was just going to go out as a normal guy. And he was like, no, go be the demon. I feel like Enzo is going to be like the new Michael Hayes. Enzo is well in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Just in the uh, talking to Mark Henry. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not good. Anyway. <laughs> So uh, Enzo, Enzo is, yeah, he's the best. He's one of everybody's favorite wrestlers, but but we should not overlook the fact that he's also just the most important uh, human being alive when it comes to putting over d- raw champions right now, or like making. <laughs> he, he's like the he's like the secret Booker of uh, of the heavyweight division right now, <laughs> on uh, on on Raw at least. Uh, anyway, right. Dan, uh, Dan 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 uh, is Dan Saint Everybody, he's just managed to get himself banned for life from this show. <laughs> we'll do that at halftime heat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, that sort of insensitivity, as Enzo would say, you can't teach that. <laughs> Humanoid. <laughs>
uh, WCW version, WWE version. You can use create a player mo uh, mode to create the uh, 2017 Bill Goldberg WWE version. We all know that's coming eventually. So WWE 2K17 hits the shelves on October 11th, but you can pre-order it right now, humanoids.